0: Last week you were in a bad mood, Jundo. Are you feeling any better now? It
1: is night and day. And uh, that's uh, our theme, I think, that after the night and the darkness, the uh, day is bound to follow. I feel better.
0: But then the night's going to come again, isn't it? It will.
1: But uh, part of our Zen practice is just to respect this and accept this. That's what we're going to talk about today, about feeling better. And uh, not the kind of advice you get on Reddit or uh, for us old folks in a magazine, uh, but uh, particularly Zen takes on how we can feel better and get through the hard times.
0: Sometimes at night... We see the moon, and sometimes it changes. And it turns out that in a few days here in the UK, there is a total eclipse of the moon at something like three in the morning. And that is a rare experience, isn't it?
1: Well, uh, at least uh, we know that it's coming back, and it's still there. And that, that that's part of it, is to know even in the darkest night, we have this—I'm uh, going to use the word. It's a little word, a kind of trust, the faith. Faith. That's the word a kind of deep abiding trust and faith that the peace and the wholeness is still there even when it's so dark we can't see it. So it it's a lot like an eclipse.
0: It's a lot like an eclipse. It's a lot like I'm looking out the window and I see some blue sky and I see some clouds and yesterday the clouds were covering the sky but you know that the sky is there behind the clouds and that the clouds will one day dissipate and one day come back and it's a cycle, isn't it?
1: Well, yeah, but don't worry too much about the eclipse. I have a chant here. I will be chanting uh, w- during the eclipse, and I will make sure the moon comes back. Uh, of course, if 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 I doze off, you may have a problem because it's three o'clock in the morning. But not not here,
0: but... Uh, it won't be three o'clock in the morning for you. It'll be 11 in the morning.
1: I guess that I'm not seeing the eclipse at all. Not my problem or your problem.
0: It's not visible everywhere. Right. When you think back into, you know, go back thousands of years or even a thousand years an eclipse was a portend of disaster, wasn't it? A lunar eclipse in some ways, but the solar eclipse was even worse. Imagine if the sun is going to be turned off, and people must have thought that that was what was happening.
1: I think at the higher levels, uh, the Chinese and Japanese uh, royal astronomers were pretty sophisticated. But I think uh, down uh, in the streets, yeah, uh, they didn't even uh, get warning of these things. You know, they didn't uh, have the internet to say, oh. Hey guys, here's how you watch the eclipse. Suddenly, they'd be just out there, and somebody took a bite out of the moon, or the sun disappeared. It must have been terrifying. But in those days, they, you know, they they just believed it was the gods, and they they lit some incense or chanted something. It was all right. In a few minutes, uh, it was over.
0: But that must have been quite traumatic for people who didn't understand what was happening. There must have been a deep fear when that happened of not knowing if it was coming back. Well, and yet now we can be reassured that we know that. In most cases, when things go bad, they are going to get better.
1: Well, from what I know, in the Middle Ages, it was probably about the least of their problems. It was like, oh, we got a plague. Oh, the moon disappeared. (laughs) Don't worry about the moon. The moon (laughs) will take care of itself. We got the, well, we still have a plague now where we got various things, but we have modern medicine and we have uh, Dr. Fauci who gives us advice. They didn't have all these things. But that's the point. The point is that life has always been hard and it's hard today people think we're living in the in the worst of times we've we've discussed this many many times before and i don't think we're living in the worst of times but we're not living in perfect times we're living in hard times and human beings are incredibly resilient we we must keep trust that we can basically go through hell and high water and and most of us can come through okay It's very important for us to keep that faith.
0: This reminds me of the famous um, pessimist Thomas Hobbes who said that life was solitary, poor, nasty, brutish, and short. Well, yeah. he, He wasn't very much of a Zen guy, was he?
1: I don't want to be Dr. Pangloss from Candide who always said, it is the best of times and everything is just as it's supposed to be and all right. But that's part of our Zen belief, and people have to understand this. We truly believe that everything is as it is. And I don't want to say as it's supposed to be, but we see the big picture. So even the down times, the up times, the sick times, the happy times, the times of loss, they still hurt and they're still tough. But we have a trust the moon is still
0: shining. So how do we see that moon? We can be in the depths of despair where the moon just doesn't want to show itself to us.
1: Well, we, we have certain... Things we can do, number one, uh, in certain kinds of Buddhism, just like in Christianity, we let uh, certain more powerful figures do the hard lifting for us. Not in Zen so much, but even in the Zen world, you've got your Jesus and the other competing religion. We've got Canon. We've got Amida Buddha. If things get too rough for you, you can always kind of shout out to the universe and ask for a little help. We have those figures too. And like I I, I like to say that that's not the kind of Buddhism I practice,
0: right? Well, wait a second. I like that idea because Canon's the one with all those arms. So can I get her to come fix my car when I have a problem?
1: Oh, she can do anything. She's got all the tools. She's got a screwdriver in one (laughs) hand and a a socket wrench in the other. She is uh, completely equipped to help you. And she has an eye on each palm of those thousand hands. And right she supposedly can see and hear any cry of suffering in the world and will come. Now, I want to tell you, I'm too sophisticated for all that. Mm. But when I was in the hospital really sick, when my daughter was really sick, do you think I didn't uh, shout out to the universe a little myself? I sat there in the waiting room going, hey, hey, you. I don't know if you're listening to me, and I don't know if what I've done down here may have really annoyed you. I don't know. but..." uh Hey, listen, She's a nice little kid in there who's sick, or I could use a few more years if you got a little extra uh, power up there. Would you help me? Now, I did that. I'm confessing. I did that, too. There are times when any of us need to turn out to the universe and say, help me. But one of the discoveries of Zen is that we're really talking, in a sense, when we talk out to the universe, that universe is inside us, too, and we can discover that.
0: Isn't prayer of all kind really just talking to ourselves? Well, it depends. Trying to motivate us, to reassure us? Some people
1: are actually talking to a voice in the heaven.
0: Well, they think they are. They think they are, but maybe
1: they are. I'm not, I'm not saying no. I'm not saying no. I'm saying, you know, it doesn't matter when you're in those times, hmm. when you're at the, the dire end. But I usually don't do that. I usually don't ask the universe for a favor. Because we have a deep trust in Zen that the universe is doing us a favor just by letting us be alive. Somehow, by us being born here, as rough as it can be sometimes, is terrible. Having a heart that's beating, having lungs to breathe, having two feet to hold us on this earth is kind of like meeting us halfway. And as bad as it gets, as long as you're still alive and, 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 uh, somehow have some freedom yourself there is hope and you can still turn it around one of the, the worst things i see is people who lose hope or fall into their bad habits and lose the way they get into uh, a pattern of bad karma and it repeats and it repeats and it repeats a basic teaching of buddhism is it's never too late to change the future starting right now and you can always start again Because we believe in change, you know? And one of the good things about change is that you can change the past.
0: So you said that we're lucky to be alive, and that's an interesting idea, because we can't imagine what it would be like to have never been alive. So I was reading Suzuki's Zen Mind Beginner's Mind again recently, and I noted this quote, I discovered that it is necessary, absolutely necessary, to believe in nothing. That is, we have to believe in something which has no form and no color, something which exists before all forms and colors appear.
1: This is the blank slate, the clean piece of paper to write the future on. This is the, first off, it's a wholeness that you've heard me talk about week after week here, which is so whole that we experience during our Zazen meditation, that there is a wholeness so whole that it sweeps in. War and peace and sickness and health, and it's it sweeps in win and lose, and it is another face of who we are, and we taste this in Zazen. That's the moon that we have trust in when we cannot see it. There are times we experience such wholeness, such peace, such goodness. I think the other folks in that other religion may refer to that as the big G. You understand? It's this big Mm. harmony that holds the universe together. But even if you don't believe in the white guy with the beard and all that, Buddhists believe that there is some fundamental peaceful and beautiful harmony that is holding the world together, and that is us, and that it includes the black and the white, the good and the bad, the times of sadness and the times of happiness. All of it is swept in that. So we taste this in our practice, and when it gets to be the rough time, we can still access in our heart this experience of the wholeness that transcends and leaps through it all. We can do this. This is part of our practice.
0: So you're talking about something that we cultivate as part of our practice, right? But sometimes feeling better is just from external circumstances. Sure. Something happens that resolves a problem you had. I want to mention something that happened to me today that's made me feel better. For the past couple of months, I've been trying to change my internet contract from residential to business because I run my business out of my house. Long story short, finally everything got resolved this morning. I spent hours on the phone with, you know, different people over the past two months. Finally, it's resolved. And it's a weight. It's a literal weight off my shoulder. Footnote for a second. Again, The people in
1: the Middle Ages, first off, you'd have to explain to them what the internet was, but they might look at you like, that's
0: your problem? (laughs) Go ahead. Well, it's a problem because I work from home and my business depends on the internet. And if if I didn't have the internet, we couldn't be recording this podcast right now.
1: Which might be a good thing, but that's another story.
0: The things that cause us dukkha can be of all forms. It can be the plague. It can be, it's too hot, it's too cold. I've eaten something that's made me feel unwell, or it can be your internet provider that's screwed up.
1: Big problems, little problems, they're all problems, and they're all forms of dukkha. It doesn't matter if uh, your, your castle is burning down, or your crops are failing in the field, or your internet contract is not exactly as you wish it to be. It's all when our heart wishes life was X, but life is Y. It is not as we wish. So, a part of our practice is to realize that we can allow the whole universe, including internet contracts, including, unfortunately, crops failing in the fields, to be as they are on one level. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to say if your crops failing in the field, oh boy, it's going to be joy of joys. You're still going to be, it's this is, I'm saying, one aspect of wisdom we can taste in all this. Uh, uh, and it is possible. You still have to, of course, feed your family and and plant the crop for next time. Or, or if you're if you're starving, it's I, I'm not offering anything that's going to put food in your mouth. I'm saying there is a certain peace that you can find even at the worst of times.
0: We always hear about Zen and equanimity that we have to be so without feeling and not let these things affect us. But that's not true. When we're unhappy, we have to be unhappy. When we're happy, we have to be happy, right?
1: It is a great misunderstanding that it is an either-or proposition. I, if there's one thing I want to get, even most Buddhists who've been practicing for years don't understand this. The The point is not to feel equanimity all the time. There's some depictions of the Buddha that he was always equanimous. I can say it, but I can't spell it. <laughs> equanimous. Uh, his family was wiped out in a, in a war. Uh, terrible things happened in the world. He just, uh, you know, kind of shrugged them off and said, okay, let's go. What's for lunch? Not true. <laughs> Not true. I think, though, what we can do is recognize our human side, which sometimes cries, sometimes is afraid, sometimes is heartbroken, sometimes is panicked, and also access the moon the equanimity that is still shining even in the storm, our practice is to learn that both are possible to know at once.
0: And at the same time, we learn not to strive after that happiness too much because then we'll be disappointed, right?
1: If we clutch at things, if we're dependent on making things better, 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 I want to live in the perfect world, the perfect house with the perfect spouse and the perfect job, it's never going to be there. It's. Uh, how to say uh,
0: it's a mirage.
1: It's a mirage. It's, it's the arrow that never reaches the target. It will never be. Uh, it's the carrot at the at the end of the stick. You'll never quite reach. It. But if you can learn to accept conditions as they are, I like to say you're the richest man in the world when you just want as much money as in is as is in your bank account right now. Uh, unfortunately, mm. that's hard when you're a, a peasant and your your crops are failing in the field. So in that case, in the worst War and famine, all I can say is there is something inside. there is still the peace and wholeness that we can find in our heart, and how do we find it? Well, we do zazen that's it. Well, no, that's not all of it, but that's an important bit because we sit and we taste that abiding peace and wholeness we We experience the moon, we experience that this this world has something unbroken, even when it's all broken into pieces. And we are that, and it is us. We can, we can experience this.
0: You know, there's something you might need to explain. You're always talking about how when we sit zazen, we realize all these things, but we don't realize them. We're not thinking about them. It's more a realization that slowly seeps into us without us even noticing, right?
1: Sometimes it can be very quick, uh, a sudden insight or experience, and sometimes it can be slow and creep up on you. But as I've described Zazen so many times, when you put down thoughts of what should be, when you put down the worry about tomorrow and accept that tomorrow will be tomorrow, when you allow yesterday to be yesterday, when you stop thinking and getting tangled in thoughts about this, that, and the other thing, suddenly the world begins to, shall we say, taste very whole. And sometimes the hard separation between yourself and the world really does drop away. And uh, I call it the big okay. It's the big okay. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the big okay. You can be in the worst situation with the boat sinking, and you're in the middle of the ocean, you're about to drown. And I would like to think that in if in that moment, I could find this, uh, shall we call it open space, this boundless space in my heart, It would be okay, and I would let the sea take me. I don't. It's a strange. It sounds strange.
0: It does. It. It sounds like you're accepting giving up when you describe it like that. No,
1: you're you're accepting being what is. It's not giving up because I'm still swimming. I'm still trying to maybe get to the surface. I'm still calling the doctor when I'm sick. Uh, You know, I talk a a few times about my cancer, and I'm obviously still here, so I, I got through that, but. Even at that time, as terrible as it was, there was a big okay. And that's important. Uh, So whether... uh, uh, Dear listeners, when it's your difficult time, here's one lesson I want you to... This is is Sanskrit. Can we use a slightly uh, racy word? Oh, sure. Don't believe your own bullshit. Your head gets filled with all kinds of stories, judgments, and garbage. When you're depressed... When you're in panic, don't believe your mind games. It's what we call the mind theater. And say, this is what I'm experiencing now, like I'm a spectator watching a show. Five minutes from now, it could all change, and the world will seem very different. When it's the darkest, when you're convinced there is no hope, don't believe your own thoughts that are telling you that all is black. It doesn't have to be. doesn't mean your problem is going to be solved. You may still, five minutes from now, still be in a terrible situation, but if your mind can find a certain peace, that situation, I guarantee you, or your money back, will seem very different, and maybe the big okay.
0: What's that saying we have? It's always darkest before the dawn? Well, we
1: would say in Zen that uh, dark or dawn, the moon is still shining.
0: Mm. We, we like to talk about the moon a lot in Zen. Why is it? Because of its perennity? Because it's always there? Unlike flowers, for instance, that bloom and die off, the moon has a regularity. Of course, the sun does too. So why do we talk about the moon so much?
1: I think because it was the night. It was round. It was always present. And I think the image was also that it disappears and it, it gets lost in the clouds. It gets lost in terrible storms. Sometimes it, it it's a quarter, it's a half.
0: Good point, yeah. But
1: yet it returns. The full moon is still there. I think they, they realize the full moon is still there, even when it's, it's, it's not uh, disappearing. They, they they could see enough in those days. And I think that's why it became a, a symbol. And it's also a symbol that the moon is shining, according to Master Dogen, in every blade of grass, every dew drop, every, if you've seen it on the ocean, it's broken to thousands and thousands of pieces on the waves but it's still the same moon so we say that this wholeness this peace is still present even in the ugliest and darkest time
0: so are you feeling better after last week when you were frustrated
1: oh i'm feeling tremendous you know the a few hours after we did that podcast i had gotten angry about something i was a little upset about something it was just i'd gotten up on the wrong side of the bed a few hours later nothing had changed about the circumstance the only thing that changed was my attitude And uh, it was like a different world, of course. Now, we don't go into manic-depressive extremes. I'm not talking about that. We try to keep a nice, harmonious balance. But there is a difference between positive thought and negative. We study this in Buddhism. Negative thoughts are thoughts of greed and anger, jealousy. But it also includes things like being morose and despairing, hopeless. Uh, lacking energy you know it when you see it giving into your addictions would be for example excess uh desire uh into anger and violence makes our heart black but also being just you know morose and hopeless these are something the buddha did not encourage so buddhism is not just about equanimity it's also i don't want to say the power of positive thinking don't get me wrong mm, but yeah. there are positive thoughts and ways to experience positive emotions having hope very good having uh, diligence very good accepting not having a what's a, um, again my friend schadenfreude schadenfreude another word i can say but i can't spell it right don't do that if you see your your enemy having a success uh maybe we if the enemy is now attacking you you need to stop the enemy But we also bow to him and say, he's just a suffering being too. We don't see, get angry at bad people. We get, uh, how to say, deal with the problem. These are all attitudes we cultivate in Buddhism that I think are very wise when uh, life kind of uh, hits the fan, you know?
0: So it seems like, if I'm understanding correctly, that the key is to understand that these negative emotions are just negative emotions and that they will eventually go away. And that once you realize that, you realize that there is a stable center that you can find exactly is that correct?
1: Yes, it is, yes, uh mind is a theater, uh, how to say a weed, a flower these are our judgments. Uh, the virus that is causing so many problems in the world now is just trying to do its own thing to survive, you know, of course it's we hate it we 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 resist it because it's it's. We're in its way. Hmm. A fire, a forest fire that's coming burns down our house. Is just doing its thing. What we can do is try to stop the disease, put out the fire, but also bow and respect them. There's nothing that happens in this world that's evil except what human beings create. We do it two ways. Sometimes we do it by our own hand. We do evil to other people. As we see in what's going on in the war right now in Ukraine, people are suffering at the hands of other human beings. And through our own judgments, if human beings would learn to access peace and also act peacefully, what a better world this would be. Could you imagine if we were just a little nicer
0: to each other? This would be a pretty good place. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe in iTunes or in your favorite podcast app. Please give us a rating. Tell your friends. You can check out past episodes at our website zen-of-everything.com. Thanks for listening.